Oh, you totally have to do the intro by that. Are you ready? <laughs> Get it out of your system. Are you ready? Three, two. Welcome to the Mountain Bike Connection, available on Google, Apple, Amazon Alexa, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. <laughs> Can well you done. tell we have new technology? Mm. <laughs> it's great fun. Let's talk about the Becca Gwimmick and how it all began. And that will also have to be you guys because I have no idea because I came in... When did I... You came in pretty, like, we... You came in in June, and we'd only really kicked off, really, properly in, like, the April, May. Okay. So, so wasn't you that far really behind. wasn't that far behind. No, but you were mm. pretty early on. I mean... I guess the idea came earlier. Mm-hmm. 2019 is when the idea came on, and we talked about it. We didn't really get much done in 2019. We managed to have a little walk through. Um, what is now the Becca Gwimek and the Blue Jay Trials. So how did you how did you pick Heartland or that block of land or how did that come about? Well, it was I mean, just you had the idea for the trails, but... Yeah, it was an idea for where? trails. I'd been talking to the guys at Florenceville on the wreck there. They were looking up on the pump track end, so we'd, mm. we had a chat a little. At the time, I was working for a pretty well-known transportation company and... That's where Mr. Foster worked also. Yep. We got chatting one day because, I mean, I guess we'd known Darren and Stephanie for a few years ahead of that. Um, and he just mentioned living in Whistler. And, well, that was it. It was all downhill from there. There was no work getting yeah. done at all. Downhill. You need to do it. Right? It was all downhill from there. Okay. We'll totally grow old. And that was it. And he said... Yeah, well, I think maybe there's something we can do there. Harlan has a rather large piece of area. Maybe you should come and talk to the council and we'll we'll see where it goes. And that was it. I went to the council mm-hmm. meeting the month after. Had a chat to him. Did a little presentation, actually. I think I've still got it. It looks pretty good. Okay. I was, yeah, I wasn't sure of the connection between you guys and the town of Heartland, but now, now I know. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. And then... That was it. 2020 was really the big year of getting going with that. That's the first time you cut trail? Yep. You mm-hmm. went in. Did you look at the ground or anything before in 2019 or anything? or just? Yeah, yeah. we did a brief walk through, yeah. but it was just kind of, it was just before the snow flew. So mm-hmm. we had time to get in there and just see. There was a lot of deadfall. I think you came on the first couple build days, right? While David yeah. was, and Gary were going with the chainsaws. Yeah. yeah. So that was really the, the start of it all. I don't even remember how I found out about it. Through Laurie. Oh, yeah, that's right. She said she knew a couple of goobers from work that ran a bike, and I was like, really? <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I don't even remember how. I messaged you. I was like, hey, Laurie, I got told that you bike, and we're building trails. You should totally come to the build days. Is that how it happened? And she didn't. And, and I she showed didn't, up. and you showed up. You was like, I'll send my husband. He is like... 
into all that worky stuff. And that's when you brought your rake and you rake like a crazy fool. Yes. Um, and your side cutters that went missing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still not, we'll probably find them this year when we're walking the trails. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah. that's when I finally clued in who you were. <clears throat> yeah. That you were the Becky that sent all those annoying emails from whoa, the brokers. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Ah. Did you make a joke? Yeah, yes, she, you need to press your button. <laughs> just for you, Miss. Just for Thank you, Laura. Very Thank good. you. Yes. So yeah, so. no, that was kind of okay. how uh, how you came along, and I remember like the first thing Laurie said to me is, "Well." You know, he's got ADHD, so just give him a rake and he'll rake for days. <laughs> true story. And it's su- such a true story. It is a true story. <laughs> I'm not much good for anything, but I can rake. Yeah, we went from, <laughs> so we went from like a hundred and something followers, people interested in the trails yeah. in April to what are we at now? 1100. Yeah, about. Mm. Yeah, and we're on every social media. And there's a pretty big traffic. Oh yeah, it was Even a pretty now. big uptake in in followers and an exposure. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's cool. It's good. Something that the area needs. Very much so. Like, yeah. well, like I said last time, you've got to drive at least one hour mm-hmm. in either direction to hit trails. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice to be able to just say, oh, I don't want to go very far, fifteen minutes, and there you are. And the trails cater for everyone, right? They're not all super hard and they're not all super easy. We've got a bit of everything. Yeah. It's amazing what comes out of the woodwork when something like that pops up. Like all these pockets of kids riding dirt jumpers and downhill and stuff like that around the area Mm. have have just come out of the woodwork. And you'd never have known they were there or even. And people traveling. We've met people from quite a few places, or I have on the trails, like traveled to come and check it out and bike it and. Oh, yeah, we've got guys come up from Moncton quite regular, and yep. there was a guy stopped him from Truro, Nova Scotia. Yeah, I knew there was one guy from Nova Scotia, couldn't remember where. I ran into a guy from St. John once. Yeah, Pe- people out. travel from mountain biking, though. Well, well, I know I, we certainly do. <laughs> I think it helps being on trail forks, yeah. too, oh, it does. because oh, yeah. they can find mountain bike trails in the local area. Right? I do yeah. feel like I should get some sort of commission, though, because every single post... Where, where you've put, hey, check out the back. And I'm like, and go to Trail Fox because here are the trails and this is all the stuff. And I'm like, every time, all I have to do is put at and T and it comes straight up. Don't even have to think about it. Trail Fox. Yeah, we do get a money. lot of messages asking about the trails. So yeah. Yeah. anyone out there is wondering, Trail Fox? Yeah. Trail no, you have, to, you have to say it in Canadian, Trail Forks. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That was a good Canadian <laughs> accent. Trail, trail forks. Trail forks. <laughs> Find it in your app store. I do that every time when people say something or I'm talking like when we had a few of the events last year and I'm like, just download trail forks and they're going, trail forks? Oh, as that's, in, that's better in, than what I get. People have like, trail forks? <laughs> <laughs> now there is a good idea for an app. Yes. <laughs> These are all the really good places to go for a trail fuck. The outdoor <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear me. we're all going to hell Laurie's <laughs> yeah. like not me not me me either <laughs> you seem as uh, but I <laughs> repent <laughs> um, yeah so trails yeah and trail forks mm-hmm. forks forks <laughs> <laughs> right so, so how about that chat <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the QOM on that Probably. Yeah, pretty much. 
no women ride our I, th- I think we shot for a couple of QOMs last year but yeah. um, QOMs K-O-M. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, dear, dear. On, on the QOM on a Sunday when I'm wearing my Should makeup we explain and what a QOM and a KOM is? Yes. I, I think probably a lot of people will know, but for those that hey, don't, we have feel a huge free. group of followers. Yeah, sixty-two so, so far. Uh huh. Wow. So, so That's exciting. On um, trail for no Strava. Strava. Sorry, Strava. Strava. Oh my God, Strava. They um have so when you use it and you do your trails, it gives you the Queen of the Mountain. Or, well, Darren likes the Queen of the Mountain, but I think Wesley goes for the King of the Mountain. Mm. Only on Sundays. Apparently on Sundays. Um, and um, I have the Queen of the Mountain for all of the trails at the Becca Gramic. And these two have uh, none of the King of the oh, Mountain trails. Oh, I think. I, I smell a challenge coming it. on, ladies. I, I thought you lost it. Oh, I... No. Guys, KOMs, they come and they go, and you don't hold on from, onto them for too long. Challenge. So. Are you going to challenge me, Laura? There, <laughs> there are some guys I don't have a death wish back. I can't compete with. <laughs> I don't go that fast. <laughs> Open challenge for all the lady riders out there to come and take the QOMs. Any of the riders. No, guys or girls, come, be a lady come get it. To get come take the QOM from back. Not yeah. the KOMs, though. Yeah. There's that no, one you got to be. Timo and Kent for those. Now, who was that other dude that came and just waxed everybody, though? Oh, I can't remember. That I know was, what you mean. That was he was the guy that came through literally 30 seconds after we took the KOM. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I have KOM. So I had KOM yeah. times, but my stupid phone didn't work. Uh-huh. Blame your technology. Uh, hey. T- I'm so fast, my phone can't even keep up. Uh-huh. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. Yeah. Like I said, the only thing I'm going to win is a straight downhill race where gravity is determining the winner. So, sponsors Mm. and the importance of sponsors. We should probably mention that. Yes. Yes, it takes an incredible amount to keep a trail system running, functional, safe, sign posted. And keep Wes in rakes because he rakes no, so fast. No, keep he Wesley in a leaf blower. We yes. actually have a leaf blower. Yes, coming. we have a sponsor. Oh I didn't know that. So, sponsor. Like, why do we need sponsors for the trails, or why does any trail system need sponsors? So we have sponsorship packages. Well, you know this. You put them together. I know it was a. Tell s- the people, Darren. So we have different <laughs> levels, and and it's kind of just a. A level that's been set, monetary value or supplies. And that really just, that goes towards the upkeep of the trails, buying new equipment, putting in new features, development, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the price of lumber nowadays, damn. What? Holy frig, it's going to cost $1,000 to build a stupid little bridge now. Even those friggin' huge nails that you had me buy yeah. last year that was like 74 foot long was ridiculously... Six it. inches. Yeah, well, they were. That explains a lot right there. It was like 100 bucks for 50 pounds. <laughs> they were, they were just long stick Is things. that what the exchange rate is on a pound now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not overuse I'm gonna have that. that. Rope, oh, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna wear the novelty right out of it. Yeah. No, but stuff it is expensive. Like the leaf blower. Like yeah. 
for a decent leaf blower that will enable you to walk the trails in a day. You're looking at, what, $1,000? $1,000, almost 1000 yeah. Plus proper trail tools like Rogue Hose. I think yeah. we price those out. And just to get one here shipped, it was over 200 bucks for one. So just just explain what a rogue hoe is because my brain mm. goes to not the right oh. place when you say a rogue hoe. It's just a really, it's a farming disc cut and shaped. It's like a big aggressive hoe. It's really heavy, like <laughs> a big aggressive hoe. <laughs> She'd be so aggressive. Uh, I don't even, is there even another name for it was, a hoe? Yeah, it was developed from a grub hoe, what they call a grub hoe. Yeah, exa- yeah so exactly. It, or it was cut at such an angle that you can cut through roots and, and ground. It's and heavy. She's very aggressive. She's heavy, thick. She makes your body hurt after using her. And it's just really, really good for cutting away the dirt compared to a, like a garden hoe. <laughs> 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 yeah, and they work good. Andrew's built one works really good. So trail spark. Yeah, that's what we've nicknamed that. Yeah, the trail spark. It's a giant trail spark. It's a heavy sob. That's mine. It's amazing. But even even things for winter, right? So we're grooming the trails even now for winter. Yeah. Fuel. Yeah, the tools, the fuel and time for Andrew. Did you see the drag that he's buying? Exactly. Holy frig. That's right. good. I don't know how much it is, but it's definitely not cheap. I can tell you that much. No, it's yeah. a nice piece of kit. Yeah, but we're going to have wider trails that will be wicked. Yeah. I might have to bring my snowmobile out to pull that thing. Mm-hmm. not sure what that snow dog will pull. It's not overly heavy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just got reprimanded for not talking into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he just got the pointed at and the eyebrow mm-hmm. raised. <laughs> Not quite used to the new stuff. Look with yet, my so. not. Will look with my eyeballs, not with my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to do a live video of this one time so that people can see what Wes is doing right now. He's literally <laughs> around his little muffler ball thing, and his eyes are going from side to side. He's trying not to move. It's hard. It's hard. It is. He's not. a fidget. He but is. Okay, yeah. it. It'll be hard. Just to sit plant still your feet and an plant hour. your hands. That's impossible. I know. You have zip ties, duct tape. <laughs> Gorilla tape. We don't use Gorilla duct tape. tape. That's for amateurs. Yeah, it might have oh, to. Oh, I know. Just feed me a drink of water every 10 minutes. Talking good. about Gorilla tape. That's like the world's best rim tape for tubeless valves. I've heard that. Well, I've that was a, a segue. i using that. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that was a squirrel hole. <laughs> every post I see where people are saying, hey, what's the best tubeless setup? What rim tape's great? Oh, screw the jaws now, flats. Go and get yourself some Gorilla Tape. Yeah. Works brilliant. True story. It's perfect. Becky's got it on hers. Oh, she really? has? She does. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And we're Good talking for tires, right? Tubel- yeah, tubeless setup for your tires. Tu- yeah. I have tubeless yeah. tires. The tape that goes on your rim. to see. But the rim tape's not yeah. cheap. You're talking $20 a roll. Yeah, it is. And it's literally just tape. Gorilla Tape's like $7. Yeah, for 100 feet. It's amazing stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we need sponsors. We need, because as we continue, I mean, this is just the first real summer. We're going to need to, well, we're looking into machine built trails. So now you're talking big equipment and really big costs and things like that. And we've got to build bridges, a really big, (laughs) really big bridge over. Yeah, that is, that's going to be uh, quite the task. 
Yeah, it is. And like I said, with the price of lumber, I don't know what it is right exactly now, but not long ago, one stinking two by four was like eight bucks. I don't think we're quite there. I think mm. we're probably sitting about six, six dollars for a two by four. Yeah. Well, that's still not cheap. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But oh. Wow, we've really got into the lumber and the talking of how much it is. We're super duper. We like to talk about nails and lumber. <laughs> <laughs> and doing man things and working the dirt. So the fun stuff would be the signage. So every trail is mm-hmm. signposted, directional, what it's suitable for. Mm. Sponsors. Sponsors. Sounds exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> Becky takes care of the signs because she's the graphic designer of us all. Yeah, true story. Designed our logo. Absolutely. Very nice logo. I'm noticing a lot of other new logos popping up from other companies around. Look very similar, I must say. Oh, really? Mm. Mm, Cheeky buggers. Do I need to, like, you know, do the whole. We need to cease and desist. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like a direct copy, but you can see the influencer. It looks very similar. Oh. Wow. Yeah. We did it first. That's right. 2019. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. We yeah. will have to improve some of the signage because I have gotten <coughs> some feedback about like winter trails and people yes. really don't yeah. know where to go. So trail forks. Yeah, but not everybody. Uh, not uses everybody them, right, so. uses trail forks, mm. unfortunately, and they go up there and they. Well, I got some feedback from somebody that had uh, gone to the summer trailhead looking for the groomed oh. trails and whatever and. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to get some more signage up. Have to get some more signage up there. Whoa. <laughs> there she is. There. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I wonder. It could be a possibility too to have the trail run from uh, the arena up along, except not River Queen, but maybe across the field edge. Maybe we could pop down in there, and that would give us a lot of groom trail. But oh, we'll see. We'll see. Different trails. What do we got going on? Well, we got a new winter loop. And we got a new trail in from where Andrew comes in on his property back across Cross Creek mm-hmm. there. So that'll be nice once it's done. Um think looking at the temperatures, we're not going to have much more snow or anything the next week or so. Yeah. So. I don't know how that's going to work out in terms of grooming. This might be a kind of planet for next year. Get in there and take a look and see what we can put in there for summer trails. A lot of access trails through there. And there's some nice, very nice uh, gradients in there. There are. Lend itself very well to some new trails. What are the best bikes for the different trails? Every bike, dude. That's what I said. <laughs> I'd ride that shit on a BMX. Really? That would be yeah, good. Yeah, I'd probably die, but, you know, I'd give it a try. Hey. Die doing what you love. Uh, right? Exactly. Perfect. And you're in short. Yeah, well, there's always that. Well, you are. Just I'll make sure the premiums let me are just paid before let you me bump just me off. check the, <laughs> the policy. And See if it's up to date. Maybe, maybe double it a little bit. Especially yeah. if you're going on a BMX on some of those trails. Oh, I couldn't imagine. What are they, a 24-inch tire? 20 or a 24, 20, yeah. 24? Good night. That would be bad on some of those routes. Oh, you'd feel it. Oh, would you ever? Fetch up real quick. You would feel that in the morning in your elbows and knees and shoulders and every other joint. Face. Face, probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, no doubt. 
We've got the Rockwood stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, some big super. developments going on in St. John area. Enduro trails. I'm super stoked to see those. Yes, me too. Those are going to be super cool. Yeah, I like going downhill more than uphill. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I need to go uphill more than downhill. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but it just it brings something else to the mix for New Brunswick, I think. Because we've got lift-served parks, which are mm. purely downhill. A oh, yeah, little totally. bit of flow, but yeah, a lot of them are steep, techy trails. Like the ones at Poli are, I wouldn't say they were flow necessarily. They're more tech. Yeah. But this is just the first year for them as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So that's yeah. heck. It's like us. That was for one summer. It's a pretty good start. I haven't. I didn't do Poli, but no, we didn't. What get I heard, to, I didn't get to do it either. Oh, you're the only one. Poli yeah. was. Uh, well, it rained, was so it was it like most? riding in peanut butter. <laughs> what? I said, was it moist? It was very moist. <laughs> yeah. Moist. In all the wrong places. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, they were nice trails. Very well thought mm. out. But it was so friggin' wet. There was no traction. Yeah. You couldn't break. That's dangerous. It was fun. Do they have future plans for more, like for building more trail? Or Oh, I'm sure they I, do. I, I, should, I honestly uh, don't even know. We should reach should out and see yeah, if we can get them to come on it. and... Yeah. Mm. Talk about this. That's a great idea. Isn't it just? I well, think you guys know the perfect person to ask. We should do that and see what see what is the plan for Polly. We will pencil that in. Mm. Mm. Let me jot that down. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Secretary. Yeah. Locking in the vice. Yeah. And additionally, if you know, if anybody listening knows of any projects or you're heading something up, mm. feel free to reach out. You can hit us on the email, which is mountainbikeconnection at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can drop us a line on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, because we have St. John that we know of, Poli, us. I mean, we're developing trails. Uh, Who else? Anyone else we know of? I know Sugarloaf did a a bunch last year with with the new Skills Park and Pump Track. I don't know what they're planning for this year. should probably reach out and try and find out. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else or what they've got i know fredericton's always doing lots of work down like mvp and uh what's the other section just out past that they put a new trail in there remember we were looking at that i always forget what that one is hadley hadley yeah yeah i think they put a nice machine built trail in there i didn't get to hit it but i think it got finished late in the year but they're always doing some work in there really nice machine built trails fun enduro style just want some nice not necessarily long a couple of kilometers would be nice nice yeah. smooth flowy trail with some rollers and a few tables and see i like the roots and the rocks i like those too i think i do really yeah i like it all i like to swear and call them bitches mm. <laughs> and get to the end because i feel like i've accomplished something right because i'm not a jumper i have no desire to go 60 foot in the air oh, like, i love to fly see i have no desire to do that but i feel like when we go through somewhere with roots that i'm like holding on for dear life and i'm getting to the bottom i feel like i've achieved something i get the same feeling advancing my jumping skills from not jumping at all to actually starting to hit some jumps for a middle-aged fat man i love jumping i just really crap at it i i used to do it a lot on dirt bike but man it's so different on a mountain bike when i was a kid i'd jump for 
just it was great yeah. but I, I find as i'm getting older now i find myself having to focus more because sometimes I get into a jump a little bit squirrely and i'll go all dead sailor and it's yeah. all downhill from there well that's what that's what gets me you've got to launch off that jump perfect or you are done friday fails is always either people slipping out or it's they're getting bucked. You see today's Friday fails. No, I didn't. Oh, there's some super ones in there. You but it's always it. people getting bucked because they come out, they send it wrong, washing out or whatever. But man, the amount of people that get bucked off a jump is crazy. Darren will put Friday fails on, and our ten year old will stand there and watch and tell <laughs> you what they've done wrong and why they've fallen off. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. she knows. She knows. Yeah, you've got to know. I yeah. don't know. I just. What about you? I just like following you on a trail because you kind of navigate rock <laughs> so i know there's a rock root <laughs> left just call so, in the trials yeah you, i'll uh, get the fuck off <laughs> <laughs> you might yeah. want to walk here <laughs> yeah i'm sure you've saved, there was a few you saved me from crashing so they many were times <gasps> like when when you when we first ro- started riding together you was like laurie will not go on bridges and then yeah. the first few times i was like laurie bridge and then you'd stop and then we'd wait and then you'd come across the bridge. And in the end, I was like, screw this shit. I'm not telling her. And then we went across a bridge and I waited on the other side and I was like, did you ride that? She's like, you didn't tell me. I rode it. <laughs> I didn't. That? I couldn't stop. I think that was in Minto, wasn't it? A little skinny bridge and you blew across it. Yeah. Ooh. I can't remember. I don't I think it was a skinny bridge because there was one bridge that I kind of went off the side and it was it not was, at St. John? Was it not at Rockford? I don't remember, but there was just there was one that I kind of got stuck on my bike and I couldn't move and I couldn't do anything and I don't know whether it was you that had to come and help me or whether it was you that helped me. Oh, off I've of it saved or, you so many times I can't even remember. Yeah, I know it's bad. Remember me running I'll up the there. hill at Willowstock to go grab you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what I did. What did I do? You were, it was just super steep. It was just the wrong angle. And yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, nice <laughs> did I have my seat up too high? You were just too high and it was right up your hoo And you was like, I can't move. I was oh yeah, stuck. no dropper post and your seat was jammed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was jammed stuck. Right and I couldn't get off my bike. Yeah, I couldn't get on my bike. Up. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. You scaled like, that hill. Like so a bad. North American hippo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'll Pretty call good. myself a gorilla. I was like a big dumb monkey running up the hill. You was good though. You was a very good husband the way you ran up that hill to rescue well, Laurie. It was from... a pretty bad situation. The options were going over the bars. Yeah, because you was like, like old... it was steep. <laughs> it, it was, was steep. a steep trail. Yep. I I'm a terrible husband. I would have waited for it to fall and videoed it. Oh, she's too old. <laughs> yeah, I'm too old. <laughs> Maybe if we were young and in her 20s still, sure. Oh, yeah, because we're so much younger than you guys. Well, you actually are. Not really. Like, f- uh, four years. Yeah, I've got Five a back years. condition, uh, though. Like, I'm old? one bad fall away well, how from... Old, how old are you, Darren? Having steel rods, like... I am 39. I'm 43. Oh, I'm the youngest How old are you, Becky? Group? I'm only 38. And Laurie, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> never ask a woman her age wow i'm 46 and 46 a half, and a half. I'm Why would you 47. so yeah we're old enough to not really want to crash yeah and that would have been a bad one because it was steep yeah yeah it was a good hill it that would have hurt 
Yeah, it was over your head without a dropper pose. Yep, that would hurt. That's where the dropper pose. She wouldn't really even change. put the dropper pose down anyway because she'd have been pressing the wrong bloody button. <laughs> <laughs> she'd have been trying to shift it. Hey, that's the good news though. There's no front derailleur on the new bike. Oh, good to know. It's literally dropper post, rear derailleur. That's She'll be it. using the dropper post trying to go faster though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> trying to crank that gear. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> She'll be trying to jam the seat up her butt, trying to shift gear. Shifting. Hey, look, I I provide the comic relief on the trail. No, you provide right? the snacks. Oh yeah, yes. you are the snack. Okay, I'm, I'm the snack mom. We always bring snacks. The trail mom. You well, are the minivan on the trails. <laughs> yeah, full of snacks. So Laurie has um a Mary Poppins bag <laughs> that. We will stop and Laurie will say, do you want a snack? She'll open the bag and every possible snack it's under like the sun. Yes, everything. It's like yeah. the most random thing. Can I have a chocolate covered tangerine? Of course. Just hang on a minute. It's, it's in the bottom here. Yeah. Everything. Give us a rundown of your snack bag. Right, yeah, right. come the on, sugar snacks. plums. Because you know it's got to be good when you know we go camping and the ten-year-old makes a beeline for Laurie because she's got way better. Oh snacks. yeah, she doesn't even check what our snacks are. So I Laurie. always, always, always have Mott's gummies because those are good. Mm. Quick sugar because I'm hypoglycemic, so I always have to have something with sugar. I really like. What are those sunripe things? The sunripe fruit Just bars. Just fruit bars. Yeah, yeah, the fruit bars. I always like to have some of those, and I usually have some kind of nuts. And usually a couple, nuts. two or three, two or three <laughs> apples. I usually have those. What else do I have? Everything. A side of beef. Cliff bars. <laughs> cliff bars. Like <laughs> cliff bars. Granola barbecue bars. Barbecue chicken. Protein bars. Yes, I've had protein bars in chicken. there. Chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've literally eaten chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no joke. Yeah, I have a lot of crap in there. Yeah. And tampons. Yes, and I've yeah. always got extra tampons. <laughs> so she emptied a, her bag out after and at the end wipes. of yeah at the end of summer. You emptied your bag out and sent me sent me a picture <laughs> of everything that was the contents of her bag. I just got reprimanded oh. too for not <laughs> yeah. for not talking into the mic. Nobody can hear you when. You oh. go away from that's impossible they can hear her from space (laughs) (laughs) fuck off you so she sends me a picture and it's like three or four of everything in the bag and then there was this one random tampon (laughs) 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 i was like spot the odd one out and then on the group guess when you need them you need them very true very true and on the group hike uh, group hike group hike last week she looked like Dora the Explorer. Yes, that is her new nickname now. So she's she's we went for a, a hike on some of the trails in the back and she's in front of me with this bag that is literally like twice the size of her with what was all the dangling there things? There was a cup hang it was a cup. Grand Teton cup hanging yeah. off of the outside, a dog bowl hanging off the outside. And ass pad hanging off of it. Yeah. Um, hand sanitizer. And as she's walking, and it's, all clanking it's janking together. around. Oh, yeah. And the great big humongous thermos. Yeah. All literally hanging on the outside of her backpack, clanging and banging around. What did we assess your name was? Diego. Oh, Diego. Hello, Diego. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. But at least all my stuff was in my bag. Yeah, because she had no room in the bag because... Um, she took off the 74 layers that she had on and ended up putting said 74 layers (laughs) in said bag. Yeah. (laughs) And I had lots of snacks. And lots of snacks. And lots of snacks. I've got 14 liters of hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about snacks. 
show us your uh, your snack package. How am I going to show you? So Becky got a box full of uh, <laughs> goodies from 4-H. So there's mm. a there's the leadership conference. So I go to the conference and people like Stephen Colby is going to be on. So it actually is a lot of snacks that we can sample and decide whether we're going to make them into uh, <coughs> excuse me trail snacks. So we got these um, Ivanhoe nothing but cheese, 100% cheese with a crunch. Basically, it's like cheese nublets without the <laughs> ooby gooby <laughs> cheesiness. They're cheese crackers, They're but not, not crackers. Is it like dehydrated cheese? It's like someone took the moisture out of the cheese and put it in a packet and called them chips. It's dehydrated cheese. Yeah, that's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Was it? I wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't. We didn't save you any. We didn't save any. They were too so, damn good. What you can't see is we have sampled said snacks. So we have prairie berries. So dark chocolate covered Saskatoon berries. From Saskatchewan. <laughs> From Saskatchewan, eh? <laughs> um, we have wild coast dark chocolate real whole blueberries. Um mm. These are all things that we would highly recommend going in Laurie's bag next year. Do you guys want to listen to me eat one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This year, sorry. I'm going to take one of those blueberries. One thing that we're going to make Laurie try is the um, Italian flax cracker. It looks like bird food. It looks like, and yeah. She has the taste palate of a three-year-old, you know that. Yeah, (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know. But yeah, no, we have a whole box of goodies um, that we're gonna gonna bring with us, and we're gonna choose which ones come on the trails. We do have though, which I am not sharing. Wesley, are those mm-hmm. chocolate covered chips? These are chocolate covered potato chips mm-hmm. from um, cow. The, it's the cow chips from PEI. PEI. Would you like? They're them? weird. I'm not a big sweets guy. I like yes. chocolate and I like chips, but I'm now, if you just pull not sure if I like chocolate and chips together. A container together. with like ribeye steak in it. Yeah, now we're I talking. would fight you for. Hey, okay, now you're talking <laughs> my language. So I just showed. Ta- I will take a Schneider pepper. Yeah, I just showed him the European um, pepperettes. Those mm. are pretty tasty morsels as well. Yes. You have tasty. to have good trail snacks. Like, yes, totally. Hats off to Four Edge here because. They brought the best trail snacks. Oh, yeah. And it's really good. And you can get them on Amazon, too, because we've already bought some of the dehydrated... Is it dehydrated? Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Cheese. Yes. Nibblets. Ooh. I always pack a lot of, like, besides Cliff Bars, and I like meat. Jerky. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, literally that meat. sausage you had? Summer Moose sausage. Summer sausage. Mm. <laughs> Holy crap, that was mm. good shit. Yeah. That was good. So, are we going to talk about these weird... So, okay. This is not a trial snack. So, Darren shared, <laughs> so Darren shared on Facebook a while ago this really neat black block thing from Absolute Black. Um, Laurie thought it was chocolate. It smells really funky. Kind of feels a bit greasy. And apparently, it's going to make the chain awesome and make me go faster and not crash, right? No. Oh. No. Well. The- the only person who can do anything about the crashing is you. I don't crash. I can't fix that, I'm afraid. It's uh, it's absolute back, bleh, absolute black graphene wax. So you, what I, what you do is you put it in a little crock pot and you soak your chain in it and 
Makes it all magic and nice and... Do you put it in your wife's favorite crock pot? <laughs> Only if your insurance is paid up. <laughs> Otherwise, no, find no crappy Oh, she one. doesn't miss that payment by a second. <laughs> You're right. No, it's uh, it's really cool stuff. <laughs> Does it stink? They're, they're, they're wafting like five-year-olds. <laughs> Seems to be a common theme with you two, doesn't it? Did you fart? I did not fart. No, it's, it's I, I think it's these. Hey. You'll oh my know, God! You saw. Did you smell like fart? <laughs> you don't, you don't first like time my I've ever been told my sausage smells like fart. <laughs> 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 um, note to self: Do not bring pepper Schneider's pepperettes on the the trails. The European <laughs> Wesley, don't wet? lick the wax. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! Why are you licking the wax? Well, we know what it feels like. We know what it looks like. We know what it smells like. We need to know what it tastes like. You no, first, one, buddy. No you one. first. Right okay. now, anyway, like Schneider's pepper. When, when you finally clean your bloody bike, bring it up. We'll strip the chain down. We'll degrease it overnight, and we'll we'll run some of that. Sounds like so. A good how idea. how many bikes will this one block do? Because you got like what four in the box? Four in a box, and I got two boxes. So. Um, I can't remember. I think it's like three or four chains out of a single block. Well, that's not bad. So basically we'll oh, all do good. all. Basically all of ours. Mm. I thought it was like one. I was really thinking it was going to be a right claggy no. mess on the thing. So you're basically waxing <laughs> the chain and it protects the yeah. chain. Yeah. So that stuff doesn't stick to it. And it has graphite it. in it. Yeah, so last okay. year they brought out the graphite lube, which is what this tiny little bottle here is. That Can I $15. taste it, please? Sure. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and this is really good stuff, but that does one chain. Yeah. Whereas you buy the wax, you melt it in a crock pot, you soak your chain. Little yeah, a lot of people seem to be w doing the waxing of the chain thing and having good results on it. Hate to say it. Not against Roddy's. <laughs> but Absolute Black do a lot of things that are very much geared towards road cyclists. Mm -hmm. So they've spent a lot of time looking at the science of it all, reducing friction, so, so on and so forth. If you want to see that and you're interested in watching the videos? Go to absoluteblack.cc. Everything's on there. They also have um, oil slick oval chain rings. Which they do have oil slick very, oval chain rings. Yes, thank you, Stan, attractive. if you're listening. Probably not, but thank you anyway. We appreciate that. Um, yes, also, thank you, Stan, for allowing my idea to come to real life because that was my idea. All right, steady on. You'll right. never get your bloody head out the door. It does look freaking um, sweet, though. Stan, if you're listening, could we get a double XL? Because Wes didn't fit the regular XL. Oh, my word. <laughs> right? It was like, you look like a rod. I absolutely did. It was like skin tight. It was like absolute black in a can. What <laughs> Sprayed you, on. And what do you wear? You were wearing a medium or a large or something like no, that? No, I had a large. A large. And then got the, the XL extra large for, for you. And you're like, oh, yeah, it'll fit the large. It's plenty big on me. I put it on. I, I was like... Don't I like put it. his Holy large shit. on and the Holy crap Them sausages stink um, I put the large on And it was like Tight on me The yeah. large is snug On me Yeah I'm not large By any means no, You're what 180 85 pounds Yeah A little more Oh are Give him fat Are you a thick ass boy now <laughs> <laughs> Damn He thick Damn He a thick ass boy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's all this sitting around the table eating trail snacks. 
So that shirt that I tried, that extra large I tried on, it's probably about an extra large and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> I know polyester doesn't really stretch, but damn, that shit stretched. They're so not like, shut, though. Very oh, yeah. nice. I devastated that it didn't fit. That was actually. that was a blue jersey, right? Yeah. I think yeah. I Super even tried nice. that on, and I don't even think it fit me. <laughs> yeah, it fit you, but. Not at the hips, but whatever. Yeah, no, it was. It, they're, they're very, small. they very run small. Yeah. Yeah. Built for European folks or something. Guys like Kevin. Small. Yeah. Small. Little fellas. I hope Kevin's listening. Right. <laughs> what's, he? what's he gonna do? <laughs> he can fill you in. <laughs> He's a good boy. Oh yeah, we like him. Yeah. They're back in orange, I see. Yes. As of today. That's good. Some freedom for them. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're, they're a lot like us. They spend their time at home, their time at work, and their time in the woods. Isn't basically. that what everybody does? No. <laughs> not at all. No? No. Home and work seems to have, like, gone into one right now. It is just one. If you're at home, you're pretty much working. So we try to leave whenever we can. Mm. Yes, we tried to go fat bike on Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah, that didn't work out too well. No? Someone oh, got they're angry. so soft. Oh, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. No. So we're, we mentioned Andrew earlier. So Andrew is on uh, the Becca Gwemick, grooms our trails. I think he has spoiled us a little bit because he does an incredible job mm. of, of grooming the trails that when you go to other supposedly groomed trails that are not quite groomed to the level that you're used to, you become a whiny bitch. Darren. Mm. I wasn't whiny. I was just, I really kind of got my hopes up to go and ride my bike and trails had just been groomed. They were still soft, not really set because there was rather a lot of snow the night before. And we were just sinking. It was impossible. So... You can't really ride it like that. It's not. It's just not cricket. <laughs> Thank Sinking goodness. and making ruts for other people. It's terrible and it really pisses me off. Well, and people had walked on them and it was like full of footprints and you was either bumping over the footprints or you were sliding and it was... Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good time. So if you're out there and listening and you're new to winter trials, if they're soft, don't walk on them. Snowshoe. Snowshoes. Snowshoe. Yeah. Snowshoe. Spread the weight. If you're running a little extra air in your tires, let them down a bit. I think we run ours at like four or five psi on the fat bikes. And ours who super squishy. Mm-hmm. What's next on the agenda? Next on the agenda is mountainbikeatlantic.com. So we have Sam Borsons on the line. Sam's going to tell us a little bit about what MTB Atlantic do, what their mission is. Take it away, Sam. Yeah. So. I'm not sure if you guys know, but it's been an idea that was uh, brought up since about 2018. Um, A few uh, local stakeholders started a conversation about mountain biking in in, uh, New Brunswick, thinking about it as a regional effort to promote the sport uh, on a recreational level around the Fundy region. So it was really born from an idea with uh, local nonprofit and who we refer to as our champion Friends of Fundy based in Alma, um, along with uh, some really cool people that really saw the potential for 
mountain biking um, in the East Coast. And they approached funder ACOA, um, more specifically Tourism Atlantic, to help them with this idea. So what happened was there, uh, there is this communities of interest program. Um, they've had some success with hiking, uh, food, COI, they're referred to as COIs obviously, um, a wine one in Nova Scotia, and they saw an opportunity to create a communities of interest uh, COI for mountain biking, but they figured might as well incorporate the entire Atlantic provinces into the scope of a project which is really interesting because it's the first pan-Atlantic uh, community of interest. So um, looking off of the templates that ACOA and Tourism Atlantic had for a project like this, like really, really we had to look at the food COI and the, and the wine one um, and, the, and the hiking one. And we're like, okay, so now how do we do this for four provinces and what is it? So it started out predominantly as a marketing initiative just following the template that was given um, and we quickly realized that we needed to put our own spin on it for the demographic that we were dealing with for an authentic interesting like local perspective on what mountain biking is um, across uh, the Maritimes and Atlantic Canada eventually so we uh, we realized that we had to uh, cr create an advisory committee and that is made up of that committee is made up of local stakeholders and and really experts in uh, various um, parts of, of what mountain biking is as a product, as an experience, um, people who have experience with working with government, trail building, um, part of club or association, uh, a guide goes on. And through that, that lens of, of that committee, we started talking more and more to the locals within their respective communities and they represent all four Atlantic provinces. So we have advisory committee members across all four. Um, starting to chat with the locals, uh, we have a summit in the, in the first year that this is really officially launched in 2019 and find out what it is that people would want from such an organization. So we're working on marketing mountain biking across the four provinces but also working on what it is that the local community members need from such an association. Like what is what is the opportunity here for, for growth? It's not just the capturing the cool images in the video, but it's actually talking about how, how we can build capacity, what is working, what are the promising practices, how you can too, and so forth. So obviously we had an interesting first year um, and have hit the ground running with this really cool summit in fall of 2019, getting ideas from the local perspective passing that knowledge and that information on to our funder, uh, Tourism Atlantic, to say we've got to really look at this as a tourism and a residential piece, like it works for both. Um, so the local mountain bikers, the potential visitors, and uh, this is what the locals, uh, you know, need from such an, a community of interest. And then, of course, COVID, um, we did what we could in terms of continuing to build capacity and, and understand what the trail communities um, need from us, but also what they have. So we're entering hopefully into phase two of the project, which um, would see us into 2022, um, that essentially like, uh, sees the, the real uh, potential of what this project is for 
the communities. And, and you can imagine we have a lot of trail communities across the four provinces. Um, we, we started in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI. Now we can officially welcome Newfoundland to the scope of the project once we get the, the go ahead um, and uh, really continue what we learned um, in, in those first uh, phases of the project, the first phase in 2019 into 2022, uh, 2020 and understand how we can provide more information on what a good mountain biking destination is. We have uh, created a framework and a tool based on promising practices, what we have gathered uh, from the mountain biker perspective of what a good destination is, what uh, the community needs to hold to have that. And we're also layering in um, not just as a destination for a tourist, but someone who would maybe want to live here because there's good infrastructure around a sport that they enjoy. Um, so that's kind of where we're headed now is really just to now continue to implement what it is that we've learned um, in phase one and in phase two, like how we can continue this like grassroots approach um, and really looking at it with an Atlantic lens. And I think that's probably the most important part. There are economic impact studies. There are successful communities in other parts of the world, but we're really trying to show how it, it can be applied to our population density um, at the, the uh, geography that we have, the terrain that we have, the uh, proximity of being able to market trail networks and their communities as a region, not just as the silo. And, uh, and as a pan-Atlantic initiative, really uh, show what Atlantic Canada has in terms of opportunities and uh, existing cool things happening for mountain biking, um, yeah, into the future. And with that, Sam, like sentence, right, so and and you mentioned twenty twenty and COVID, and like we was just, I mean, even in our first session when we sat down, you know, it really forced us not to go outside of Atlantic Canada, and we we got to embrace some of the really neat trails that we do have and see the growth and, and potential for more here, even with COVID, right? And and then I know that you guys got around and, and got to do a lot around the province and some of the the awesome and wicked videos that you've you've done and shared is just incredible. So COVID sucks, but yay, mountain bike doesn't. I will say one thing about COVID. Right, and how... yeah, it actually... Go ahead, Lori. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say one thing that COVID actually, one silver lining that it had is you can't find a bike anywhere. <laughs> Think of all of the new people that have now taken up biking. The potential for growth is huge. Oh, yeah, we completely agree. Um, that is something that we're including in the scope of the data that we're collecting um, through that Atlantic lens that we've been saying is that um, we can, you know, quote um, nationwide sales and, and for bikes, but we're trying to focus on what is happening around here um, and how that applies to potential opportunities for uh, mountain biking supportive businesses and uh, and the community initiatives. So we actually thought, you know, we're having conversations with the advisory committee in February 2020. We said we were not really sure what was happening. With, uh, with the pandemic, but continued uh, the 
the path forward that we had planned for 2020 because it was um, really kind of aligned with what COVID resulted in for us that season. And that it means that we wanted to start a, a domestic um, initiative in terms of that grassroots approach to saying, okay, well, let's, let's do an Atlantic Canadian road trip mm-hmm. and let's get our advocates who are riding in their local areas to tell us some stories and, and tell us where to ride and that kind of thing, really just tell like a good road trip story. Mm-hmm. And then when we had the bubble, we realized, well, that's basically what we had planned to do um, because that is how we've been focusing on these four provinces and how we can travel within them before, not, well, not before, but also like just think, considering them, um, sorry, I'll just reword that. Just considering those travel within those four provinces uh, ahead of, you know, an intended trip down to Kingdom Trails and um, in New England and that, that kind of, area that many of us go to when we realize that I haven't been to Macintosh Run, which is only three hours away. And that's what the story we wanted to tell is like, you know, within a seven hour road trip, you can hit ABCDEFG if you want to. And this is why they're cool to visit. So um, really, it's just a story that we'll continue to tell. Um, and, and I mean, fingers crossed, we have an Atlantic bubble again. But it, it's really just showcasing the cool communities and what we call the local characters um, in the, these amazing trail communities across the, the four provinces um, that really just promotes that that travel, that domestic travel. You don't have to fly with your bike um, as an Atlantic Canadian, um, but at the same time, obviously trying to entice others from away to, to do that, to fly here, uh, drive here, and then do this cool road trip that the locals are also doing. So I've got to say, though, Sam, and even though the three women on the call are kind of monopolizing it and Darren's just study a twiddling his thumbs, I've got to say, though, even with 2020 and the changes and you talk about, you know, people embracing biking and embracing the trails we have, like shout out to all the women riders. Like I have seen women riders that I like people that I didn't even know rode that was like, hell yeah, let's get out, let's get on the bikes and, you know, and even just. Laurie and I, for example, we met through biking. Um, We work for the same organization, didn't even know each other. And then when the love of bike came kind of to the forefront and and everything that was happening, like she is my ride buddy now. And, you know, and I see it with a lot of the, the clubs around the province and, you know, shout out to all the women riders that are getting out there and, and riding and, and, you know, getting, just doing something for themselves, right? And making friends in oh, the yeah. process. So it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful story. Um, and I think it's coming from the right place in terms of motivating uh, each other to enjoy something that is healthy. And it's a great social um, social activity. And you, know, you don't have to have Strava running with, um, regardless of who you are. It's just something fun to do. It's good for your mental health, which is obviously very important these days um, as any other day, really. But um, I think that that community growth, the feeling of community uh, helps remove barriers into the sport. Um, Like anything, it can be daunting to get into it. Mm -hmm. And I I think where mountain biking is really an adventure sport, um, it does really create um, 
an opportunity for people to jump into it if they feel that they can they're accepted and uh, they can they can try it and it and feel really good doing it because it is a challenge and um, it, it I think really fosters that camaraderie among riders because you're experiencing something that has a little bit of type one and type two fun incorporated into it. And uh, I know a lot of people that look forward to weekly group rides. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a great activity because you can do it outside. So it survived a lot of the COVID restrictions. Um, you know, we, we sometimes had to cancel, for example, like down here in St. John, the Queens of Carnage, we had to cancel some of our after ride, a fray ride activities here and there but for the most part the actual activity of mountain biking could go on um, and was relatively sustainable throughout the pandemic yeah i i've got to agree and and we were we would get you know you mentioned it earlier about having to to drive so far to go to a trail that you like we were guilty of it ourselves you know we would spend summers and go to sugarloaf um, and we're talking a three and a half hour drive for us, right? So we were guilty of that ourselves. And then 2020 came and it was like, no, let's let's make a point of going around these trail systems in New Brunswick. Um, and we got to experience, I mean, Miramichi, epic trails up there. Um, St. John, still got to figure that out. We have a love-hate relationship right now with Rockwood. So, yeah, we got to sample all these amazing trails that we wouldn't have done normally because we was just so focused on going to Sugarloaf. I I think that that is part of the magic of the MTB Atlantic website yes. is uh, the map and, and the trip ideas. And it's like, well, if you want a one-day, mm-hmm. three-day, seven-day opportunity awaits you here because you can connect these you know six trail communities together to make a cool road trip weekend. And the feedback that we get on those ideas, I didn't know that those four between those two existed. And I'm like, well, there you go. Um, and I think the word is really getting out through our initiative and through those communities themselves, really pushing themselves to, to get out there and say, like, come over here. Um, you know, tourism in, in a general sense can have some uh, pros and cons attached, but I think. People are, are in these communities are seeing the benefits yeah. of, of uh, yeah. having visitation to their trail networks and uh, and what it can do to infuse a, a really great little economic boost to the community itself. So Friends of Fundy, um, and in particular, Micah, the executive director of, of Friends of Fundy, is a fantastic partner and champion to have as part of Mountain Bike Atlantic because they are really good at infusing the collaborative effort into um, de- like marketing yourself as a destination and that collaborative spirit. Um, it's, it's also called clustering all the stuff that's re- really thinking about uh, marketing your, your destination as a, a, a real collective uh, effort like in a really collective effort is um, really, really cool because it's not just like, oh, I have a tap room, come to my tap room. That tap room uh, is connected to the, the mountain biking club or association through, you know, whether it's sponsorship or just a mutual uh, respect and, and they know about each other and they know when they're meeting up and they can, they're, they're like, okay, well, on Wednesday, I'm hoping to get, get this 
um, group in here and then um, the, the hotel is like, oh, you know, I want to tap into that. So I'm going to start marketing that tap room as part of a, a weekend thing and get capture the mar mountain bikers. So it's really just, I guess, to summarize, it's just quickly to say that you can't um, necessarily think about it as just like a silo, yeah. um, but that it's a, it's a collaborative spirit that really sees success across the community. And I think that's a really important piece of what we're trying to do as well. It's not just, here's some epic trails. Mm -hmm. Here's another picture of a handlebar and a trail in front of it. Um, it's, it's what we do before and after riding a trail network. Like when you guys come down to St. John and ride in Rockwood, you know, we're curious to know what you did before and after. Did yeah. you stay at a hotel? Which one did you choose? And that kind of thing, because it, it helps make the case to stakeholders and decision makers to further invest in those trails. Maybe that, you know, you can leverage it for new tools, a new trail, um, our, our community assessments, our trail community assessments that we do, uh, that we've been building mm -hmm. up over the last year and a half, create recommendations that, uh, you know, spur that kind of capacity building in a trail network and its community. So when we go through and you know, uh, make recommendations to say, you know, you could really use accommodation near the trail or this, the economic development officers have used some of that information to make recommendations for potential businesses. Do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. goes on and on. So, so while you're on that topic though, I've got to do a big shout out to Le Chateau in St. John because <laughs> we did, when we came to Rockwood, we came for a girls weekend and uh, they allowed us to not only take the bikes in the elevator, which was a new experience for us, and we totally tagged <laughs> them in. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure, Laurie, isn't there photographic evidence of you sleeping with said bike? Um, yes, my bike. My yeah. bike shared my bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So huge shout out to Le Chateau. They were awesome and so accommodating. Even when we was there. Um, for the build training weekend, you know, we brought our bikes with us because, well, apparently we don't go anything anywhere without them. And like I said, they yeah. were just super accommodating. And the guy on the re reception was even asking us about our bikes. So, you know, kudos to those guys. Yeah, that's wicked. And I think uh, that's, that's really important when, uh, you know, the, the hotel now realizes more and more um, as, the St. John Cycling Club, for example, has been chatting with them because um, we use, they've used them uh, to host the Imba Trail Building Workshop that Mountain Bike Atlantic partnered with them on. And uh, I think also they have a staff member that was part of the St. John Cycling Executive at one point. Wow. So they really understand the market. And I think they're passing on that information to employees and the frontline staff. Um, it's, it's an important question that is asked in a couple of the um, different uh, models for successful mountain biking destinations like the Imba Ride Center. Um, they, they, you know, ask generally, are the uh, local businesses informed of the trail network and opportunities there? So, you know, you, when you go down to the front desk and you say, hey, so what is there to do here in St. John um, or you know, in Miramichi, they have an answer um, that is um, well, you know, this, this trail is really cool. Have you thought about, you know, taking your mountain bike over here? That not just about, you know, go for a walk down it, down on King Street or on Water Street or wherever you might be. 
but that it, uh, it also, they are also informed about the cool recreational opportunities that are the adventure sports in an area because that brings in a whole another um, you know domestic or international traveler as a, as a potential market to capture so it just goes on like you know the health benefits yeah. the economic potential um, the, the the benefits for residents and tourists alike can't be understated and I think that moving forward for Mountain Bike Atlantic is, is a great part of the initiative that it's um, and one of our advisory committee members, Jackie, has been really great at communicating that. She's a UNB professor in Fredericton, and, and uh, she's done a lot of research and uh, you know make the case um, articles and uh, publish publications on how important recreational opportunities are to a su successful community. Can you tell us kind of what 2021 looks like for you guys? Obviously, you're going to come visit the Beckagramic Trail, uh, trail System in Heartland. Um, <laughs> but what does what does 2021 yeah. look like for you guys? So as a collective, we've, we've uh, created a, a list of things that we would like to do and accomplish in phase two, uh, provided that all goes forward. Um, we have developed this framework and assessment tool uh, that we refer to as the trail community assessments and it's uh it's something that can be used by by myself as the uh, project manager for this for this project um in in person when we go to a existing or a potential trail community so we've identified and by we i mean the advisory committee our advocates and other local stakeholders essentially nominate an, an area so let's use back for an uh, We'll use the Beck as an example. Um, you have existing trails and you're building on that community. So a lot of what we're going to do in 2021 into 2022 is go visit these communities, um, use this tool uh, to provide some insight into um, Atlantic Canadian uh, mountain biking as a destination and, and how you can too and what your strengths and uh, opportunities are in your trail community so it works for established and emerging trail communities to essentially just keep helping um, in real time um, how moving like these recommendations like a pump track or um, some new signage and there's templates there are um, all sorts of things that we're layering into this uh, beast you can imagine as a you, you think about your own trail community and, and all the things that are going on there. And we're listening to about 40 across Atlantic Canada um, and what they need to know more about and what the promising practices are within theirs. So it really gives us an opportunity to look at it through the Atlantic Canada lens and say, okay, well, this is what's working in Macintosh run in Halifax. Mm -hmm. And this is how you can do that too here. Um, you know, and so we have, I think about, we have close to 20 that are already part of the scope of this project. And we are proposing taking on basically another 20 potentially in some capacity, whether they're like ready, market ready, ready to be promoted, and they don't need much help in terms of establishing their products and experiences around mountain biking or um, new, new ones or prospective ones um, helping through these trail community assessments, which we're lucky enough to be able to provide um, because of our uh, funding partner. Um, but beyond that too, how we can, uh, you know, beyond 2022, how we can continue to be 
uh, successful association that can help uh, emerging and existing trail communities across all four Atlantic provinces be successful. So tell us, where would the people find information about MTB Atlantic? The best uh, place to start is our website, so mtbatlantic.com. Um, and that can link out to all of our social channels. Um, the website hosts the blog, which uh, is a really a really cool spot for stories and uh, emerging plans and ideas. That's something that we're really going to be working on a lot this year um, with uh, community partners and uh, continue to tell some really cool stories so that others see what's working in Atlantic Canada. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the best place to go. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sam, for jumping in and talking to, well, talking to me, apparently, because, you know, Darren's not said like two things this whole time. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Where are you going? I know. I'm still here. It's, it's, apparently still here. I did kind of throw my pen at him just to make sure he wasn't falling asleep. So, um, yeah, no, he's here. So thank you so much. On a Sunday morning, you look fabulous. For everyone listening, Sam looks amazing. <laughs> that's hilarious Uh, hopefully we'll get to see you on the trails yes definitely we will uh, yeah yeah so we're we're hoping so so laurie and i have said that we're gonna definitely do a lot more we're we're gonna we're gonna definitely come to rockwood so you have to be ready to give us a a guided tour because laurie and rocks absolutely (laughs) yes absolutely and we've got some really cool uh really cool crew that you can uh, join in on oh yeah really fun i think uh yeah yes left left Um, to our own devices becky and i in rockwood it's not good (laughs) (laughs) i think i think that just highlights how important local knowledge is on a trail system um without after the yeah, IMB, IMBA thing in October there, I don't think I'd have enjoyed it half as much without Patrick and Obi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He showed us a completely different oh, side yeah. to Rockwood. And it was amazing. And that yeah. e-bike, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, next on his, uh, that's next on his bucket list, an e-bike. I don't think there's room in the bike room for another one. So We need a bigger bike room. Yeah, right. There's, yeah, we, we, There's we're, always room for another bike. Well, kids are starting to graduate from high school, right? So slowly they're all going to start moving out. So we've got, we're going to have all these extra rooms that we could have potentially have a bike room each at some point. I like the way you think. I know. This is why we make such a good team. Awesome. I, I, um, I, just, I just wanted to add for what uh, you guys were saying about the locals' perspective. And if I haven't said it enough, that is um, the main thing that I think works with this project is that when I go into a trail community and visit to do an assessment or just to, you know, connect with who's there, it's uh, always at that local level or, you know, take me to your your best local guide who's, who may or may not be part of the executive on the club or association or it's your main trail builder or your volunteer, um, but it, it's a uh, been really cool to be shown around by these people um over the last year and a half and uh and and they give you you know the locals the locals tour and we're trying to incorporate that more and more into our recommendations for when people go to our website and like well where should i ride in rockwood we have our advocates uh for rockwood giving us a good trail route recommendations so that it's all there and it's uh it really is that locals perspective because i mean not everyone We'll be able to connect with a, a local guide when they come because maybe they're busy they're working whatever it is so we're 
trying to compile that into one place because um, yeah. it really is the you know you really feel good about the choices you make and if you, especially if you don't go the wrong way I've heard some you know, people saying like oh I didn't know where to go and I went up that part and they're like oh my gosh that should definitely be written counterclockwise not clockwise you know? oh yeah my book um, can attest to going so the wrong that, way so the muscles yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a good unnecessary workout sometimes. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm be- cool. I'm- thanks for the well, thanks, Sam. Guys. Thank you so much. We truly appreciate you taking the time and we hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. You as well. Thanks again for listening, folks. That was Sam Bosons from MTB Atlantic, brought to you by the Mountain Bike Connection podcast. Until next time. Mm-hmm.